Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you might be. I am Nicole BC, and you, you have know everything. everything. Welcome back. I am excited to be here in a very boring conference room. Some things are changing because the set has changed. I'm in a totally new location now. And so I'm testing out running some different spaces and creating more art for you guys. Let me know what you think. You know how to do that. And as per always, I very much appreciate you being here today. I have already talked about this particular topic and I'm very passionate about this topic because so many of us have experienced procrastination. (gasps) Oh my God, the P word. I personally think, firstly, it's a superpower. Secondly, you need to understand how you work best, accept yourself exactly the way that you are, and really embrace the opportunities in every situation, any challenge, right? And you've heard me talk about freedom. Freedom is ultimately choice. It is agency. It is a being able to do what you want when you want. That's it. It's pretty fucking simple. The thing is, is that when it comes to procrastination, we've often been told it is a very bad habit. All of the productivity hackers will tell you it's the thing keeping you from everything you've ever dreamed of and fantasized about. Your family, your partners, your friends, your communities, your workplace. I mean, you've probably had a bad experience with it. But more importantly, it's probably been reinforced by everything around you, everything external to you. So let me be, well, maybe the second, because I've already said this once before, (laughs) the second, the second person, the second reinforcement to say, you get to do you too. And when you understand how to use procrastination as your latent mutant superpower, turning it into your blatant outwardly (laughs) shining ability to make incredible genius things happen, I think it's all going to shift for you. So what can happen is that we've, we've experienced negativity, right? Whether it's in terms of feedback or judgment or shame or pain, we've internalized that. We've then attached that to a particular pattern or belief system. Procrastination is bad. They are smarter and better than me. No, they just do it differently than you. And again, what I'm here to do is just simply shine the light on the choice, the choice that's available. So I'm going to walk through a few different ways that procrastination is actually your superpower. And these are different. These are new things that since I put it out there that I think you should embrace this as the way that you work and just simply shift some expectations and some structures around you in order to support the way that you work best. We're also going to talk about some things that I've discovered just in the last, it's probably been about a year or two that I've been really doubling down on procrastination as a, as a superpower. The problem is is that when we're spinning out, when we're freaking out, when we're really questioning ourselves, oftentimes we're going to default, right? We're going to do the thing that feels really comfortable. And that can really show up as beating ourselves up, doing what everybody else tells us to do, especially if we've utilized that over and over and over again. And and a new thread I'm, I'm really pulling on recently is that what happens when we let other people tell us what to do, when we blame other people for giving us bad advice, is it keeps us from actually finding that thing that really makes us special, that really helps us stand out, 
because we're so busy taking in all of this external stimuli and then resisting it, right? It's like we're almost going through the motions just to prove everybody wrong how this doesn't work. So that can be a much more internal process, right? It's not like we're like, I told you so. It's It does show up as that self-depreciating, real critical, um, real mean voice that comes up in your experience. And the, and the reason that you know that feedback is not for you is it doesn't feel good. It's not exciting. Like every time you sit down and try and get the thing done and it's like pulling teeth, let me give you permission to do something else or pause. And that's what I mean when it's going to show up as counterintuitive. So the first time you sit down to really kind of address some of your shit and your patterns, it's not going to feel like the thing you should be doing because you're so used to being told what you should be doing and then doing that and then rallying against it, it becomes this endless loop, right? So yeah, sure. We've experienced struggles. We've experienced negative consequences. We've been told that that's because of the procrastination. And then we continue to default to things that are outside of us, feedback and advice that's outside of us, all the fucking biohackers that for the most part are probably wired very differently than you, my friend. If you're listening to this, it's because the Dave Asprey's and the David Allen's and are they all named Dave? I was, I was going to, yeah, they might be the Davids of the world. Don't get how you tick, right? They do not understand the way that your brain has been hardwired and it's really fucking cool. So I have watched that many people wait until the last minute. They stay up all night, <laughs> fueled by caffeine and ramen, to the detriment of the personal relationships, the health, <laughs> the uh, stability of their, their experience. But, but what comes out the other end of that struggle is usually some phenomenal work. And if you're anything like me, what you might have also discovered is that when you methodically try and step shit out, it can actually feel like you're rushing the process. Like even though you're starting with plenty of time to get it done, it's like, it's like you're showing up awkwardly early to the party, which is a trademark of mine. You know, things aren't quite ready. It's not the right time. You pushed it to make yourself feel comfortable, mainly because you're so uncomfortable. And the end result is just kind of like, ugh, it's not fantastic. But I'm sure you've also experienced when you kind of just followed that flow and you let things happen. And even though part of you might have been like, I don't know if this is going to work out. The other part, or dominant part in that moment was like, let's just see what happens. Let's have some fun with it. Let's play. Let's experiment. And what, what came out of that timing of that trust of that faith in this flow and choosing to just go with the wow is that you created something really fucking special and probably something pretty unexpected, something very, very unique. And perhaps the way you want to continue working moving forward. I mean, I'm definitely not the first person to talk about like, it's, it's through the unexpected that we create truly unique solutions. We disrupt, right? I was thinking about a girlfriend of mine who uh, was about to travel internationally and she had forgotten that all of the passports for herself and her kids had expired and they're getting on the plane within a few weeks, right? She's looking at everybody's passports and realizes holy shit, these are expired. And if I'm going to get, you know, priority, whatever it is, I literally need to go today. It's Friday. It's three o'clock. She races down to the passport office with her three children. And there is a long line of people. And she just thinks, 
this is going down. And she drags herself and her screaming children in, in bright red shame to the front of the line. People are freaking out. They're yelling at her. And she says, I need to get these passports renewed right now. 15 minutes later, she was walking out of that office with passport renewal applications in place with the priority uh, timing on it. And on the one hand, it was very stressful. But on the other hand, what took in total about an hour would have taken much more time had she waited in that line. <laughs> she might have had to hire a babysitter. I mean, who knows? But we can choose, right? We can choose to look at that as an extremely stressful, rude <laughs> situation, or we can just accept it for what it was, which was waiting until the exact opportune moment to get exactly what needed to happen done as, as efficiently as possible. So I guess that's what I mean when I say like we have these opportunities to kind of rewrite the narrative in the past in order to provide us with the energy, the momentum, the inspiration we need in this moment to keep going. So I want you to walk away from this proudly bearing your scarlet peak, recognizing that procrastination is your superpower. And rather than continually deny it, we're going to embrace it. Now, I went through some really tactical how to do the structural shifts and adjustments in the first episode. So I'm going to ask you to reflect back to that if you want the kind of like how to. The link will be uh, in the show notes. But today, let's talk about some of the more evolved, some of the tried, tested, and proven results of what happens when you embrace your procrastination. So firstly, time is malleable. Chrono chron chronological order is an illusion. Ooh. And uh, don't get me into like quantum physics and what's really happening out there with time. I'm literally talking about when we, we're, we're in a project flow and we're in time management, when we're really trying to actually hack our productivity, what we'll realize is that there are moments in the space-time continuum that intersect that provide us with optimal space to create. Now, when you layer that and working with other people, what we start to realize is that we're all bringing so much baggage to this party. We all have so many expectations about how things need to get done and how we individually work best and what the team expectations are and so on and so forth. Like we can get a little bit lost in the weeds. And the reality is, especially now that we're not just embracing procrastination as our superpower, but we're working with neurodivergent people. Neurotypical, I think, is becoming the minimum. And we're also working remotely. We're working across time zones. Like we're layering all of these complexities onto this model, which has already seemed pretty dang hard to navigate. So what do we do with that? I think just continually bringing ourselves back to this idea, time is not linear. It's spiralic at best. It's this circular, potentially infinite loop that we're all participating in and on. And so but when we're working with other people, and even when we're working with ourselves, continually checking back in, and you know how, you know what I'm going to say next. Does this feel good? Does this feel bad? You know, I've been playing with this recently because I am I, uh, very, very overwhelmed with the amount that I have to quote unquote to do and get done. And it's so easy for me to get caught up in the mental gymnastics of trying to figure it all out, trying to figure out the scheduling, working with multiple tenants, working with multiple clients, working with multiple deadlines, working with multiple expectations. And if I were to look at a particular day or even week, it would, it would actually be impossible to get it all done. So then I have to ask myself, okay, what's really the point here? Well, it's support, it's service. 
And for me to be able to do that to the best of my abilities, I get to be present in every moment. I choose to be present in every moment. And so most of those moments are scheduled, (laughs) but I get to look at my day and go, does this feel like the best day for me? Is recording all day today going to be the best fit? Do I have some client sessions that I need to negotiate? How am I going to remember the timings on that? Looking at the actual mechanics of it and checking in. Does this feel good? Does this feel bad? I have learned in my experience, it always gets done. And there are so many things I personally don't resonate with procrastinating. It stresses me the fuck out. But I'm going to tell you how that's actually... That has impacted me negatively over and over and over again. And I'm actually leaning into procrastination as a way to really push my own boundaries and experiment with this energy of trust and faith. So that is a hidden benefit of playing with this concept that time is not linear. And when we check back in with ourselves and with those that we are working with, we're able to, in real time, hack our productivity. Because when we feel like it, when we're in that flow state, things happen magically and they happen so much quicker than they could possibly happen when we're forcing and pushing and working to other people's expectations and deadlines. Understanding if you thrive under pressure, which are the people that procrastination is a superpower. I uh, feel like I crumble because I don't have the staying power that some people do in terms of like, I can't pull all-nighters any longer. That used to be the way that I worked for sure. But I like to chip away at things. But what I've noticed as I've implemented this, this procrastinator energy is there are certain things that benefit from chipping away and they don't tend to be my creative projects. They don't tend to be the things that I really enjoy doing. And in fact, they're the things that I kind of avoid and push away. So it's like the space that I can almost create in procrastinating and going, okay, well, I know all of this recording needs to get done. I know all of this art needs to get created. This doesn't feel like the space to do it. I'm distracted. I've got 13 different things happening. How about I chip away at some of those activities in between and just pop some of those into my calendar so I almost don't even notice that they're happening. And this is what I mean when I say time's not linear. So last week, I pulled out my to-do list as I do when I get super overwhelmed and I realized everything had actually gotten done. I, I don't know when that happened. It wasn't on my calendar. But in this like understanding how I work best, I chipped away at some of the less creative, more like demanding, draining. Draining is really the right word because these d- typically aren't hard things. They're just boring and admin-y feeling, an errand-y feeling to me. Those got done. They like, they literally fell between the cracks. And then suddenly all I had was a week of creative projects and output along with, you know, some interaction with people, which is my favorite thing. That's just, a. I wanted to walk you through that example because by checking in continually, by recognizing there's some big shit that's getting pushed out, it creates space for other things to happen. Now, based on the way that you work, based on the activities that energize you and expand on you in uh, conjunction with the activities that really drain or distract you, you get to play with this linear concept of time and, and really tune into that frequency of faith and trust to allow things to just unfold. If you're feeling completely overwhelmed, the counterintuitive choice might be to just take a break. It might be to do something that actually feels a little bit challenging, to give yourself that feeling of confidence and resilience and empowerment. You can choose to do the hard thing. It might be doing something really fun. 
and really vibey and really expansive, you get to choose. And I would love to hear how this experiment works for you. Because I think it's going to give you a different understanding, not just of how you work, but of how time can actually flow. What if I said to you, and after that, this might really land, I don't know, but the genius is in the procrastinating. What does that mean to you? What I realized when I was doing the research for this show is that there are so many times, again, the people that I've worked with, the businesses that I've worked with, the visionaries, the creatives, the trailblazers, the ideators and the implementers. When things have this opportunity to really like gestate, the genius, the spark, the thing that makes it truly unique and special happens. It's when we're in this continual need to output and to show and to share and to validate that we can get lost in the weeds, that we can continue on this like never ending cycle of just productivity and push it out and send it. There's something that happens in that space of knowing I'm pushing the big thing out to the edges here. But in between now and then, when I get there in that spiralic, expansive manner, Maybe you even kind of magnetize it and pull it in. Something pretty special is going to happen. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to discover a new way of thinking or doing or communicating or connecting. And the dots are going to be connected, maybe in a new way. So it's not just about postponing tasks. It's an invitation for inspiration. And I know you feel me when I say this. There have been times when you've put something off, and then all of a sudden you get that aha. You get that holy shit, fuck yeah, let's go. And again, it feels almost effortless. That's what I'm talking about in terms of what if we rethink this concept of procrastination and we actually recognize that it's creating the space for something really special to happen. And in fact, maybe it's the tasks that are of the utmost important to us or we recognize are going to be the most impactful that we give this time and this energy to, to truly gestate so that they are finally ready to come forward when we give them their attention. I wanted to actually run this past you because as I was even just this preparing for this episode in this moment, case in point, it was almost like the opposite came through. Like we can even reframe this and look at it from the other direction. Maybe you're holding back because you're scared. I think the old verbiage around procrastination would say that we're afraid of failure or we're afraid of success. And so we're not doing the damn thing because, uh, you know, we're trying to get it perfect. But what if we actually recognize, no, we're going to do the thing and we're scared. And that doesn't mean when we finish that, that we're going to send it. So maybe you're a little bit more like me and you like to chip away at things. And just when you think you finished it or when you're calling it quits, because as we know, every creative project has no ending, <laughs> but at some point we need to go, okay, we're good here. But then we leave it. Joyce Carol Oates, who's a world renowned writer. She's wildly prolific. If you've listened to the war of art and the artist's journey, my favorite Stephen Pressfield books, She's a very common example because she's the opposite in the sense that she sits down and writes Monday to Friday, nine to five. It is her full-time job. And she, again, wildly prolific. But 
what she says is every manuscript she finishes, she puts in a drawer. And then she completes the next project before she goes back to it. Oftentimes it needs very little edits. It's pretty much ready to go. So it's not about the fact that she needed to tinker with it. She needed to improve upon it. She wanted, she didn't think it was good enough. It's just, that's part of her creative process. She gives things time to gestate, knowing that something, something important might happen. It might not, but she trusts her process. She trusts that space around creation. The last thing that I want to say about this and as per always, these are just hypotheses for you to test. I've been playing with this. These are the newer results that I've received. If something lands with you, if this feels like it could be an interesting way of thinking about it, I encourage you to play with it. It's never for me to tell you what to do. And this last one was really interesting because for me, again, there's things that I need to just step out on a pretty regular basis. I've been, I've, you know, as I've been moving around and, and, when you move, you don't have anyone to reflect your own identity, right? You, you don't have, it's like you almost get to hit a complete reset on who you are, even especially when you're moving in time zones. It's like, what time do I wake up in the morning? Do I have coffee? Do I have tea? Do I go for a walk? Do I do yoga? Like, where am I doing yoga? You know, a lot of these things that might set yourself up for the rest of your day, you get to completely reprogram it pretty easily because any of the old like wiring has been completely cut out and ripped out. So I have been recognizing that there's certain things I really just want to be on top of and I, I can't get into it. I, it's just not the right time or like you try and schedule it and then you try and sit down there. That's what's interesting about a lot of the creative stuff is it takes a lot of technical work to get to the place where this creative space gets to happen. So you're like in two different sides of your brain and it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of a headache. And, and like, just as an example, booking all of the space for this, it didn't work. There wasn't the availability. I wasn't sure about the rooms. I wanted to test different things out. Then I got a different like scheduling thing and I was asked to work on different projects and then shit started to break down in my new development. And that I just look at that now as like a sign. This wasn't the right time. And I, and I have this thing in the background that I'd love to be working on and trust I'm going to get to work on it as soon as it's the perfect time. It's not that I didn't try hard enough. It's not that I wasn't organized enough. It's not that I like couldn't get it over the line. It's a sign that this just needed more space. And, and our subconscious is letting us know, let's pause. Let's reflect. Now, you might be saying, how is this different than the gestation period? The gestation period is actually recognizing that there's something I haven't yet discovered in this space that's going to make what I am creating even better. This is more about what if I'm giving myself this space to protect me and to protect my ideas? What if there's something else that's needed in this moment in order to get to that place that gives me the, the cocoon, the womb within which to conceive and then gestate? Again, I'm trying to give you some different ways of tuning into this frequency of like trust or faith that this is all happening exactly as it should. And when I recognize that if it's not happening the way I had imagined, if it's not happening in the time that I had desired, if things aren't falling exactly into place, what if that's because there's something else that needs to happen here? 
And maybe I do need to get some other things taken care of. In the first episode, you know, I talk a lot about like clear your schedule, let your people know that you're not going to be available for X amount of time, stock your fridge, take a shower (laughs) before you really get into it, right? This is recognizing that by truly honoring the space, the malleability of time, the creative opportunities that happen when you kind of let things simmer and put them on the back burner and and get to preparing the next part of your meal. So when you start to really feel into, does this feel good? Does this feel bad? Is this the right time? Is time linear? Where can I give myself space? Why am I potentially putting this off? What do I need in this moment in order to be the version of myself that feels like good? We check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. I can often be in like super hardcore go mode and things get done sloppily. If I just, instead of hitting send, <laughs> hit pause and let it, let it gestate for a minute. I can go back to it. I can edit it. I can fine tune it and I can get it truly ready to go. I am going to discover that frequency. It feels like magic for me where it's just like zzz, everything is happening exactly as I want it. And it's pretty magical. I was talking with a client of mine who was saying that they were going to have to be working all weekend in order to get up to date, just get caught up, caught up. That's one of my favorite phrases. Like, I just need to catch up. I try not to ever say that anymore because like, I'm never going to get caught up. That's not the point. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in this moment right now for a reason. So look around, smell the freaking roses, see what magic is happening in my experience with synchronicities, what coincidences, what deja vu, right? Like, and I said, oh, what are, you, you know, what are you working on? And they were working on a bunch of client reports and data analysis, things that their clients you know, wanted to do some projections into what's going to be happening in the industry in a few years. And I said, just out of curiosity, do you think you do your best work when you're really trying to push a bunch of analysis? And I'm assuming they're looking for some pretty creative viewpoints. Like anyone can just kind of crunch some numbers, but they want to know the story you hear when you look at those numbers. Does your work ever suffer because you feel like you're under the pump? And he was like, oh yeah, definitely. But you know, the clients, the clients asked for this and they really need it. And I said, oh, okay. Did you ask, like, did they ask you to get it done um, by Monday? And he was like, well, actually I was supposed to get it done today, which was a Friday. And I said, oh, so your clients asked you to get all of this done on Friday. He's like, no, you know, I just try and get them the stuff done by Friday. And I was like, well, it's three o'clock on a Friday. Are you going to get it done today? And he's like, no, no, no. But you know, it's definitely not getting done today. I'll just get it done by Monday. Bonus question. Are you seeing the problem here? So let me, uh, let me, let me share. Let me say the quiet part loud and loud part quiet. He's already missed his own internal deadline. So that's going to set himself up for a pattern of second guessing himself, negotiating with himself. Like that to me is just a huge energy leak. Setting yourself up for a deadline you know you're not going to hit, right? It's a bad habit. Two, he's essentially creating a relationship with the client, an expectation with the client that he doesn't meet deadlines. Three, he's going to deliver subpar work. And if you listen to any of my energy leadership stuff, you know what I mean when I say like, if you're distracted, if you're forcing yourself, if you're doing it out of fear, client expectations, shame, blame, et cetera, like it's going to impact your end result in some way, shape or form. It doesn't really matter exactly how. All we know is generally it's going to be less than it would be 
if we were coming from a place of like trust, faith, creativity, co-creation, et cetera. So I didn't say all of that to the client in the moment, but what I did clarify was that the client had never set this deadline. This was their own internal deadline to meet client requests by end of week. So I asked the client a really uncomfortable question and I said, how about you let your clients make their own decisions about when they get the work they've asked for and also the quality of work that they get from you? And he was like, what do you mean by that? And I was like, well, have you ever asked your client if they need this information by Friday or if they'd rather wait and get the best information possible at a later date? We don't even need to pick a deadline. And he was like, oh, He's like, well, I'm pretty sure that they would actually just want the better work. And I was like, yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> and I can guarantee you, they're not doing shit with that on Friday. Just like you, they're probably going to get home and actually try and have a weekend instead of work all weekend, unlike you. So he did. He reached out to his two top clients and he said, hey, I'm working on your reports. I can get them to you by first thing Monday morning. Or do you need these reports by a certain date? I think I can get you something pretty exciting, but date yet to be determined. I think you know where this is going. In both instances, the clients were like, we don't even really need this. There's no rush on it. We would love for you to bring some of your magic into this. And, and yeah, obviously the best information possible is going to be the desirable timing on when we get these reports. So that to me... It's playing with the malleability of time. It's suggesting this is something that can be manipulated and, and changed and reshaped depending on our needs in any given moment. It's recognizing that within the space that we give ourselves to finally deliver, something pretty cool is going to happen. And we might not know what that is. We might not know when it's going to get done. But what we can do is let anybody who is waiting on us know, hey, my goal was to get this done. Doesn't look like I'm going to hit that goal. Are we okay to move the goalposts around? Okay, if so, give me a, give me a basic understanding of, of what we're looking at here. And then lastly, you show yourself, you give yourself that self-protection, that you're safe, you're secure, you have choice, you're in control, you get to create really powerful, really impactful work. This is amazing. It's a co-creative process. Let's get back into that creative flow. We just ran up the energetic ladder there. There is a magic that is born of faith in time. And regardless of if you believe in faith, woo, I mean, you're listening. I feel like you're on the woo spectrum, right? But time gets to be one of the very first places that we can truly play with this illusion of our own reality. And where we can also really recognize like you're in your own movie, I might be starring in it for the now, but like you're the producer, director, screenwriter, set designer, so on and so forth. So you can hit pause, you can hit stop, you can hit rewind. And we get to actually play with that in our own day-to-day -day lives as well. The final thing I really want to say now that I've been, I mean, I, I went into a hardcore time experiment in spring. So that was like March, April, May, of 2022, 2022. And the way that time stretches or speeds up based on my commands now feels like I might be tripping. Like I might be a crazy person. I, I've had so much to do this last month and it feels like, like I cannot believe we have another 10 days of this month. 
it blows my mind, but it's because I needed that. I needed more space in this and I got it because I asked for it. It felt good to slow things down. When you recognize you aren't doing your best work and you'll know because it doesn't feel good and your best work is yet to come on this particular project or in general, you show yourself, I deserve this. I deserve the best and I am going to give it to myself. And if this doesn't feel like the right moment, I'm going to do something that doesn't need my best. Don't make me use one of my bookkeeping analogies again. If you want some of the more tactical, like not how to overcome procrastination, because you know me, it's never about like overcoming the thing. It's more about understanding the mechanics of it and then rewiring it so it supports you. You The structures and systems within which you're playing support the way you work, which will be different than the way I work. They will also be different than the way you worked last year or even last season. There's that episode. I'll link to it in the show notes. I wanted to also bring your attention to one of my first episodes. And it, it really challenges this whole concept of hacking and productivity and going super duper fast. It's called Shortcuts Long Game. And I think it'll help you reframe this productivity hack and productivity like culture that we're all kind of obsessed with in a manner that honors, it does feel good to get shit done. Let's be very real about that. But it's not about getting shit done. It's all about how you feel while you're doing it. So thank you very much for being here. As always, like, review, share. I do this because I I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I couldn't, didn't, wouldn't. But if other people are going to discover whatever it is that you see in this, the sharing, the liking, the, the commenting, that's all like super duper important. So help me help you help them, right? Okay. Ooh.